Welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of the Nurse Becoming podcast. Amanda Guarneri here. So happy to have you for this episode, which I just finished recording. So I record the intros after. Spoiler alert. And I just had so much fun talking with Nurse Liz, who you may or may not know. You probably do know her. I hope you do. If not, you're going to meet her on this episode. She is a family nurse practitioner, a mom of two girls, and she, like a lot of other working parents, she is trying to figure out how to balance working life, parenting life, and she does that and allows us in by her YouTube channel. Her YouTube channel is amazing. You can find her at youtube.com slash Nurse Liz, and she really gives this candid view into the day in the life of all the roles that she has. So I think that you will really, really enjoy meeting Liz if you don't already know her. And if you do, this will just be like a super fun extension of how you already know her. So in this episode, we talk really about her story of becoming a nurse, becoming a nurse practitioner, and smack dab in the middle of all of that, becoming a parent and how it affected her outlook on life, on her career, and the struggles that she dealt with during those transition points and the struggles that still carry through today. So this is definitely a very real life validating type of episode, whether you are someone who's also going through the struggles of being a parent in general or a working parent, or if you kind of want a candid look of of what it's like, if that's something that's in your future. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode with my friend, Nurse Liz. All right, Nurse Liz is here. Yay, welcome to the show. (laughs) I just said yay for myself. That's awkward. Yay! Clap for yourself. Cheer. <laughs> so my baby too does. Too much time with, with uh, toddlers. Right? It's true. I was like, I was way too much. Like my daughter does that. She's like everything. Yes, I did it. <laughs> it's probably good. We probably could do that a little bit more and like encourage ourselves more. Yes. Be like, yes, you know what? Not. I peed on the toilet today. Go self. Like <laughs> clap. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I really think that we don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes. We're just like <laughs> basic. Human function. <laughs> yep. I kept others alive today. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so speaking of which, I want yeah. to ask you a question before we officially introduce you and everything. So it's a random Wednesday night at eight o'clock that we're recording mm-hmm. this. Uh, and I want to give a glimpse of real life. Like yeah. what what was the last hour of your life like before you entered your closet to record this podcast with yeah, me? Yeah, it was chaos. So I have two girls. I have a three and a one-year-old. So we gave them a bath, got them um, all into their pajamas. We had like World War II about the fact that their pajamas were not matching. And then they went back and forth about, you know, the three-year-old wanted the ones that were matching the one-year-old, but, you know, those weren't available. So that was a meltdown. 
went downstairs. I came in here to try to figure out how to set up my microphone because I don't know how to do technology. They went downstairs, watched a show. My one-year-old decided that she needed to nurse and go to bed like right in this moment or we would have a meltdown. She hit buttons on my computer that like shut it down entirely, which I don't understand. (laughs) Went and fed her, went back down. The three-year-old was sad I wouldn't be there for exactly bedtime. And so she was banging down the door while my husband came back up to help me restart the computer that had then failed. (laughs) Oh, so that was kind of, and then, yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. (laughs) um, It's just, I mean, all we can do is laugh, right? Like it's just such real life at this point. And I also been noticing that like in pandemic life for parents, particularly, we have really lost the transitions between different phases of the day, especially Mm -hmm. if you're home more than you used to be. Yeah. You know, for anyone who's working from home, like that commute to oh, wherever yeah. you were going yeah. actually served a bigger purpose than I ever yeah. realized. And yeah, so my last hour, my husband turns 40 tomorrow. And for himself, he got one of those virtual reality headset oh, yeah. things mm-hmm. when it came today. So we put the baby down at seven. So for the last hour, we've been taking turns. So the two five-year-olds got to take turns going on a roller coaster wearing the VR headset. And after I put down the baby, it was my turn. So I sat in an office chair, I put on this headset. And after approximately 45 seconds, I was very, very close to hurling. So (laughs) so that was at approximately 7.05. So since 7.05, I have been trying not to barf. I like still feel sick. And I'm like, oh man, like before I was in my 30s, like oh. there was a lot more fun that oh, yeah. came before feeling Oh yeah. Sick. Oh yeah. Um, oh. Well, you're doing great for feeling nauseous. I'm usually yeah, like I, in a ball like destroyed. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling a lot better 45 <laughs> 60, 50 minutes later, so. Uh, <laughs> it takes forever to recover now too. <laughs> right. In case anyone ever thought I was cool, <laughs> this is prime proof that I definitely am not cool at all. Well, I twirled my daughter around like three times in the garage this afternoon and then promptly had to sit down and like almost throw up too. So she's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I'm just dizzy. She's like, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Real life. <laughs> oh. So I've already officially introduced you in the intro, but I would love for you to, in your own words, introduce yourself to the listeners, who you are, what you do and where they might know you from yeah. already. For sure. So I'm Liz. I am a mom of two little girls. They're one and three. I am married to this person that I've been with since I was like 20. So that's boring and exciting all at the same time. Um, (laughs) I'm a family nurse practitioner right now. um, And I've been that for almost three years. It'll be three years in May. That's crazy. And before that, I was a peds nurse for like five years. I did peds cardiology and I did med surge before that for a year and a half. And that was like a GI liver kidney type of thing. And after my daughter was born, this is probably where some people might know me more from, is I started a YouTube channel like probably like three years ago. Yeah. After she was born, because I didn't see anybody on the Internet that was doing like 
mom stuff, but that had like kids and was working. I guess everyone has kids, but they didn't, they weren't working. And that was like, cause everyone's like, Oh, here's my like stay at home mom routine. I'm like, I'm never at home. This doesn't like, is this possible? And my school was really negative about like me having a baby. And everyone was just kind of like assumed that when I got pregnant, I would drop out. And I was like, I need to see other people on the internet, like doing this. Uh, and I had binged a lot of YouTube when she was born. Cause you're up like all night, which is just, you know, so I was watching all this mommy content. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna like do it. And it kind of turned into like what it is now. And I try to post like stuff about like nursing stuff, but just like a look into what it could look like with life as like, like, yeah, you can work and have like kids and, you know, do a couple different things. And it's not the end of the world. Kids are like a great thing, not something that you should, you know, need to quit everything about and call it a day when you happen to have them. But, <laughs> so. I, yeah, I love I love your channel because it's very much like here's a peek into my real life mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to here's exactly how you should study for pharmacology. Yeah. Like you, you yeah. also have great mm-hmm. topics about studying and clinical content and yeah. being cool, but it's also like a real look into your life. It's like legit vlogging uh, yeah. as as it originally was. So yeah, that, yeah, I really yeah. And I try to show too like what you know just like nursing stuff from a more I don't know I guess just like a different perspective I have a lot of people that tell me I'm like the mom of the nurse YouTube world (laughs) they're like because everyone else is like which is just like fine because we were all young and 22 at one point and like our lives look different then and so I try to just show you know for everybody who's not 22 anymore like (laughs) you can do it too it just looks a lot different now versus back then. And so that's pretty much what I try to do. And I rant about nursing school a lot because it annoys me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it if it doesn't annoy you, there might be there might be something wrong with you. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you're totally right. Like the traditional nursing student or the traditional new grad nurse is usually in their early 20s. Yeah. They yeah. may or may not be, you know, partnered or married, but Mm-hmm. They're typically not yet parents. Yeah. Uh, and it's a completely different lifestyle, mm-hmm. as we'll talk about a little bit. Like, I think we both have perspectives of nursing life pre and post children. Yeah. And it's definitely a, a whole lot different yeah. than <laughs> it's a journey. Yeah. There's a spectrum. Yeah. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just totally different. And I wanted to show that on there that like, it's not bad, because I think a lot of times it just kind of comes across, at least the messaging I got when I found out I was pregnant was like, oh, well, obviously, you're going to quit school and like, be done and do all of those things. And I was like, no, I think I can do both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And and I feel like it's really good for people to see examples of that. And you know, whether it's people who are also going through that, who need to feel validated, like Mm -hmm. how you did when you were going through it, Mm -hmm. or people who like to plan ahead and know what to expect for that phase of their life. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Because even though nursing school is always shocked when people of reproductive age reproduce, like it's going to happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I can't. (laughs) So I want to like go back in time to Mm -hmm. young pre-nurse Liz, like Mm -hmm. what did you want to be when you grew up and when was nursing on your radar? I didn't really put a lot of thought into it, which looking back, like it sounds so silly, but you know, I wanted, I knew I liked healthcare. My mom's a nurse. Um, She was always like trying to tell me not to be a nurse. So I was interested in healthcare. I liked all of that, but I think she saw obviously the sides of it that are hard. It's hard to want your child to like go into that. 
So I was like, well, I'm not going to be a nurse then. I'm going to be a doctor. And I don't think that was the direction that she was meaning. I think she meant like, be go be an accountant like your dad. But I was like, I was like well, I'm going to go be a doctor. So I had kind of gone into college thinking like, I'm going to go to med school. But I didn't have that real passion of like, this is what I want to do. I was just like, I want to go into healthcare. And I knew nothing. And I was like, my options are nurse or doctor. Like, because I had no idea about the world. And so I was like, obviously, that is ex- all that exists. And my school made you like shadow a physician at some point kind of within their pre-med track. And I did. And this person was just she was a resident. So I don't know why they put you with a resident who was like she was an intern. And I mean, if we know anything about interns is they're horribly overworked and exhausted. And so she scared me to death. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that because she's like, if I could change anything, I'd never do this. I was like, "Okay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) So I switched my major back to and I was like, well, I guess I'll go and do um, nursing because she was, you know, I had seen a little bit of the hospital after shadowing her. And I was like, oh, like, I guess like that would be really cool. Like you get to still be with patients and like educate. And I like education. I dabbled with all kinds of majors because I I had no idea. You know, like, how do you expect people to when they're 18 to be like, this is what I want to do. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I could do like education bits of that. So I just kind of fell into it. I did not overthink it. And that's why people ask me all the time. They're like, how did you know you want to do this? I was like, I didn't. (laughs) I was just like, this seems like a good idea, I guess. Like, so I graduated with my psych degree because I was so late in the process that they were just like, you need to, I basically showed my guidance counselor all my credits. And I was like, what can I graduate with that I can get ready for this accelerated nursing program and do all my prereqs? And like, what can you do with this? And she's like, well, you can kind of graduate with psychology. I was like, great. Let's do that. And so that's all kind of what it was, was I had no idea. It was one of those, like, it seemed like a good idea at the time type of thing. And it turned out great. Like, it turned out fine. But like, there was not a lot of thought behind it other than I like healthcare. And I like people. <laughs> hey, that's, so, sometimes, sometimes that's enough. Yeah. So really? yeah, I mean, hey, so did like you go? Healthy. Did you go right into the accelerated nursing program yeah. after you graduated? Yeah. So I was able to, since I had been pre-med, I had all of my, like I had done chemistry and biochem and organic chemistry and I had done anatomy. Like I had already done all of those for trying to like get everything ready for the MCAT. So all I had to really take was nutrition and (laughs) they made me go back and take a, I had taken calculus one and two, but they wanted me to take like the math one, which I thought was like really funny because they were like, no, like that's a prereq for the nursing program. I was like, oh, I like to, I had to take like calculus and it, it literally almost killed me. Like I didn't do well. And they were like, oh no, like we just need this other one. So that was upsetting. But I was able to get like all my prereqs wrapped up in that last year because I was already kind of set up with my sciences. And then I just, I graduated in May and I think the program started in like August. So it was really seamless for like piggybacking it on. Yeah, that's nice. And so you you mentioned this earlier, but you had time working in, you said like GI hepatology, and then mm-hmm. you moved into peds, right? I remember yeah. hearing your story yeah. somewhere about how yeah. that GI position wasn't yeah. really your thing. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to work with kids. Like that was kind of, that's, I guess, been my only constant. You know, when I thought I was going to go to med school, I was going to be a pediatrician. When I was going to teach, I was going to be an elementary school teacher, which lasted like one day. And then when I switched into this, I was like, I'm going to work in peds, like that much I know. So, but the area I was living in, they weren't hiring nurses into their pediatric hospital. So I just kind of looked at the whole health system that the peds hospital was in after applying like so many times I did all the nurse residency programs and like all the things and they all were like, no. So I was like, well, 
what if I get a job in the hospital? And since I'm in the system, you know, I can transfer over. So I just kind of took the first job that said yes, which as you talk about a lot, like it has pretty much every red flag you could look at, (laughs) you know, like looking back in a job, but it did get me to where I wanted to be then, which was as soon as I could leave, I did. And I got a job in the peds hospital that was associated with it. So it did that and it taught me a lot, but it was, it was pretty brutal (laughs) that year and a half. But, you know, that that's actually a, a legit strategy, like yeah. a stepping mm-hmm. a stepping stone job. You know, what can you get that will get you close to yeah. what you want to be? And whenever yeah. you can be an internal candidate for something, yep. that's actually really, really smooth um, yeah. strategy. So you're working in peds now. At what point did you decide or, or maybe you didn't overthink it? What was yeah. your process yeah. of like, all right, I'm ready to do more and become an advanced practice nurse? Ironically, I figured that out kind of when I was um, working on that med surge floor. So I didn't even really know that I'm not like good at school. I'm not a student like school person. So like I had no plan to go back. That was never my, you know, everyone like that I graduated with was like, oh, we're going to go to grad school. And I'm like, good luck, losers. Like, (laughs) bye. (laughs) And so I was working on the med surge unit and I kept seeing all these people coming in and like, you know, their toes were falling off and like, like from complications of like diabetes and they were dying of congestive heart failure and like COPD exacerbations. And they didn't even understand like what their blood sugar was. They thought it was like legit sugar. And there was just no understanding at all of like basic, basic disease processes. And so you would talk to them and they're like, oh, your primary care. And they're like, I hate my primary care doctor. They never talk to me about anything or like whoever my primary care provider is like they don't give me the time of day. And I was like, well, how many people, you know, and I just saw it over and over and over and over again. You know, what if we could explain it to you better so that you weren't sitting here dying of kidney failure when you still don't know what blood sugar is? Like, how are you going to control your diabetes if you don't know what that is? Like, that just doesn't make sense. So I just kind of applied. Again, it was one of those things where I was like, I think this is what I actually want to do. You know, I want to work in primary care. At that point, I kind of realized I want to do more of like the actual education role, you know, within this. So I asked around a little bit and realized fairly quickly that that was not going to be something I could do as a nurse. You know, you do a lot of education as a nurse in primary care, but I wanted to be the one like being like, hey, friend, like things are not looking good with your blood sugar. This is what it is. Let's do something. And so I realized like, oh, that's probably, you know, where I'm going to end up. And um, some of my like people I worked with on that unit were going to the school that I went to. And they were literally like, I was like, would you recommend that program? They were like, yeah. And like, it was kind of the same thing. I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't really know when. So I got real caffeinated and night shift one night. And I was like, I'm just going to apply. And like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, if if it doesn't work out this year, like I'll do it next year. Cause I wasn't like super in a rush because I don't know. I just, I've never like, I'm not an overthinker too much. I was like, if it doesn't work out, like everyone's like, how many schools did you apply to? I'm like one. Like I was just like, it didn't work out. I was going to figure out something else. You know, I had kind of looked at their prerequisites and I guess it was like probably two or three months from when I decided like, I guys, I want to do this. And then it said, Hey, you need to, you know, we want candidates with in their mission statements. They always have all the things that they want. And I was like, I should probably join a committee because it looks like they like that. And so I did. And then, you know, I was already a preceptor and I was already a charge nurse because our unit was so the turnover was so fast that you became like senior within three months. So I kind of had all of that. And then it just kind of worked. So I feel like kind of bad because it just, you know, like 
fell into place. And I feel like I didn't have to do all the things that so many people are having. You know, I just hear of like horror stories of people doing all the things. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just hard. So it obviously worked out. You were accepted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what was your setup then? Like, did you drop down to part time hours? Were you in school part time, full time? Like, how did you execute the degree itself? Yeah. So I did full-time at work. I went to 312s. Um, and then I did, my school was part-time. So I did, you know, we had the first year, we, I think, barely had to go to campus because it was all the core classes. And then the second year, you started doing clinical and you had lab on campus once a month. And so I just started working only weekends so that my weeks were totally free. So I would work Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday night. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were like my big school days. And on Monday, I would sleep and then do homework and flip my sleep schedule back. And that's how I did it. Then my daughter was born and then life got a little bit different. But that's pretty much what we did for like two years was just, you know, worked weekends and schooled during the week. Hey, quick commercial break. When the world shut down last March, I decided to sign my family up for HelloFresh. We couldn't go out to eat anymore, and I was really over having to meal plan for every single dinner of the week. And honestly, this was one of the best decisions, and I wish I had done it sooner, like when I was working full-time nights in the emergency department with two kids. But even as a working mom now with three little kids, it is a lifesaver, honestly. And if you haven't heard about HelloFresh, it is a meal kit delivery service. Basically, you pick out your meals for the week from about 20 different selections that rotate, and you're delivered a box with all the measured ingredients plus very detailed directions for the meals you chose. And you can skip a box, cancel any time, you know, it's a subscription, but you don't have to have a box every week. Now, my husband, who's not known for his culinary skills, can really, really rock a HelloFresh dinner. So if you want to try this, you can get $40 off your first box by using my Refer a Friend link. And this will also give me a small credit to my next box, too. So you can go to theresumerx.com slash fresh or click the link in the show notes for this episode. Honestly, we haven't had a bad meal so far, but my two favorite meals are the cheesy beef tostadas and the firecracker meatballs. So if you see those on the menu when you order, definitely give those a try. Anyway, you can get $40 off your first box by going through my refer a friend link, theresumerx.com slash fresh. Now let's get back to the episode. So tell me about when or if you decided to have a family. You mentioned that yeah. your daughter was born while you were in school. So I want to hear that story. Yeah. So she was my last year of NP school surprise. So I found out I was pregnant. I had her the summer. Um, I was in class still, but it was like the summer before my last year of NP school. But I, you know, like she was a little bit of a surprise, <laughs> which was it was hard. In my perfect plan, I was going to get pregnant a year from then so that I would do the whole like be about to have a baby as I go to graduation from NP school and then like do maternity leave. And then I feel like a lot of people like try to plan it, like time it like that. And that's just not what happened. <laughs> and that was just like hard. And I think that's when, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, no one's ever done this. My school very much sent the message of this is not okay. You know, like you, you're going to take a year off and it was just rough. I mean, it all turned out fine, but it was just like hard. And that's kind of what it was hard enough to make me be like, yeah, I should just start a YouTube channel about that. And like, <laughs> in case anyone else like ever, uh, goes, runs into that. Cause that was, that was rough. But after she was born, 
I cut down my hours a ton. And then I was just working. I worked like three shifts every two weeks. So like one week I would work a 12 and then the next week I would work two 12s, like back to back on a weekend. And then during the week, clinical ramped up to like four days a week. So I was pretty much that first year, like gone pretty much every day, like while she was like really little, which was like hard in its own, you know, way. But now I look at it and I'm like, I can't imagine being a brand new NP with a being a brand new parent. Like, you know, like now, like, I don't know if there's either way that that's easy. Like in a way I'm like, Oh, like, I guess that worked out just fine because that's a whole different can of worms to like either want to be pregnant when you're at your new job. Cause then you're asking to immediately leave to go on maternity leave. And like, you're so new at everything, at least like she had been alive for like a year. So right. we were kind of like, I was like, okay, like I, I definitely can do this now we'll get a new job. But that's kind of how, uh, she came along a lot of, um, I was staying awake for like 30 to 35 hours at a time. I would go to like class and then I would go to work and then I would go to clinical and then I would go to work and I like wasn't really sleeping. And uh... to your point, at least you went through not to like say at least and give yeah. you, like, toxic positivity, but going through one transition at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Is a good is a good plan. You know, like, yeah, I, I agree with you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what it would have been like if you had yeah. if that other plan had, yeah. had worked, you know, so you know, we're maybe ahead of the game there yeah, by yeah. Kind of getting her first year behind you before you then had to go through the transition mm-hmm. from nurse yeah. to NP, which as we've talked yeah. about before is a challenge for sure. Yeah. So did you get pressure from your school not to yeah. finish or, so or not to? a ton of pressure to postpone a year. So the way our program was set up was you, they only offered classes once a year. So there wasn't the option to just be like, I'm going to sit this semester out and then let's regroup and restart. It was either you get three days off or you get a year off. Um, And so we were, and so yeah, my husband and I were kind of like, like that's a big difference. And so I kind of just picked the, let's just finish and do it and that's one thing like I don't know if that was the right choice like looking back like because you miss so much of when they're little but like with everything there's just pros and cons so like I was gone all the time when she was a baby but she was a baby so she didn't know you know she still obviously knew who I was like all of that but I was gone versus and I was like well do I want to be gone when she's older and like a year old and then she can like really verbalize like you know she might get it more I mean ultimately either way would be fine so we ended up deciding to try to just like do the thing and like we're gonna just go and it's gonna be a really interesting and hard 10 months and then it'll be done and I had help though so I think it just you know so I that's what I picked was three days off and then go yeah (laughs) which was yeah (laughs) Tell me about when you transitioned into, like, you graduated and you got a job. And then, like, what did that, what did that look like? So I graduated. Oh, and I was going to say, I, with the school thing, they did put a ton of pressure on me. I remember the woman I told, I told my person I was, like, reporting to directly for, sorry, we're going backwards. (laughs) I was like, I got on a tangent, shocking. I told her that I was pregnant and she said, well, what are you going to do about that? Like very like, she's like, well, how, what are you going to, how are you going to deal with that problem? And I was like, well, we're trying not to view it as a problem. One, <laughs> like, 
And like, I don't know, we're just going to like roll with it. Like, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) How are you going to accommodate this? Like, I can't be the first person to get pregnant. And then pretty much everyone else, the uh, some of the other teachers had told me that I needed to delay a year because my daughter wouldn't know who I am. They're like, she wouldn't even know you're her mother. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, (laughs) oh, so it was just bad. And it was ironic because like there were several men in our program that became fathers during it. And like they were like, look at you setting this great example for your baby, like all this stuff. And me and a few other girls got pregnant and like a couple of them did just take the year probably after seeing our experience. And I mean, I was just hysterical a couple of times after especially that lady like in a meeting with all my classmates was like, well, your baby's not even going to know you're her mom. I was like, that's not what you say to pregnant people. This makes me so mad because yeah. like, not only is there a double standard because like if you had male classmates who became parents and yeah. it wasn't a big deal, but you're being told this by other women, female yeah. faculty members. It's not even like there are male faculty members who are yeah. you know discriminating against you based on gender. Like it's coming yeah. from your own gender, yeah. our own people. Like, yeah. We're supposed to support each other. Ironically, over the summer, we did our women and children clinical focus. So we were learning about like pregnant people and giving birth and like how our system is so messed up, like how we don't support women or anybody like people having babies. We just don't support that well. And how we, you know, as soon as we don't have great postpartum care and all of this. And then in the same breath, they're like, well, obviously, so you had your baby Saturday. So the finals on Thursday. So you'll be here. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and that really happened. You had a baby and showed up a few days later mm-hmm. for a final. Yeah. My midwife had to lie and say I was still admitted to the hospital to get out of a simulation. And she also had to write a note the week before to say I couldn't come to class for a lab. I was having contractions and they were like, well, how long would it take you to get to the hospital? And they were like, how often are you having them? And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, but you could get to the hospital in an hour. So and there's a hospital like right here. I'm like, that's not my hospital. Like, and no, this is unbelievable. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) like, what? So, yeah, it was a mess. They made it seem like it was just like the end of the world. And then like everyone else I interacted with, like the actual lab people who I needed to make up the simulation with, they're like, oh, my gosh, you had a baby. Like, how great. Like, come by whenever. Like, whatever. So this was not a real issue. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it was. They made me go back to clinical. Like, I couldn't front load my hours. I wanted to do that. They were like, no, you can't do that. And so my preceptor just like wheeled me around on a chair. (laughs) She's like, you can't be here. What are you doing? Oh, my God. But so I'm sure yeah. it actually felt like a breath of fresh air to graduate. And oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be done. My yeah. goodness. So, wow. But it all worked out OK. And I've heard things are better now, probably because I caused a stink. <laughs> as as you should. I mean, yeah. Well, that all sounds discriminatory to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, that's but, what uh, the legal team said. No. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. After I graduated, on a happier note, I graduated in May, and then I pretty much just applied to everything that was part-time, because I knew I wanted to work part-time to balance out. I was like, I've been gone her first whole year, pretty much, like, and I want to be, I've always kind of straddled the line of, like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, which I realized the second she was born, and then I was like, well, that's not good, because I'm in grad school. (laughs) It's very expensive. (laughs) 
my husband was like, you want to what? I was like, uh, just bear with me. So I kind of have always straddled that line. And I was like, well, I'd like to just be at home as much as I can. So I just applied to every part-time job. I mean, that I could. I had no strategy other than just spamming out my resume. It's going to be different this time around after I'll implement all of your strategies. But <laughs> thank you. I, Happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, the woman that I work for now wanted someone incredibly part-time and was offering not a lot in terms of like benefits. So it was scaring a lot of people off. And so I kind of just, I was like, you know, that person who I was like, I really just want to keep my experience going until one day, maybe I want to work a little bit more. Like I still want to just like keep my feet wet while I'm kind of doing like YouTube, you know, like I was like, I have a different thing that I'm doing with like the YouTube thing. And like, I just want to get my feet wet. So it ended up working out really perfectly, given that I kind of gave up all of those, you know, benefits and paid vacation and like all of those types of things. So it worked out for both of us, but it was a pretty untraditional yeah. setup just with that. Uh, so you've been in that position up until yeah. up until now. Yeah. And yeah. what what's your schedule like working there? So I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from noon to four. Um, and she usually goes home. I'm kind of like the, so it's a super small practice. It's just her. And then we have two MAs. So she has children and wanted someone to come in. And so she could go home and do like after school activity, you know, like do that type of stuff. So I'm like the, you know, we overlap for like an hour or two in the afternoon. And then she has the rest of the time off. And I kind of like am there till four and close up the clinic. And then every other Saturday from eight to noon. So and that's it. So it's just that's like so nice. Like, yeah, you you complement each other. And, mm -hmm. and basically, you know, obviously it's her practice, but you both mm -hmm. give each other the opportunity to fulfill the the parenting role yeah. that you that yeah. you want to do. So that's mm -hmm. that's really nice. It, it. Yeah. I would imagine that because she's also a parent, she's mm -hmm. maybe more sensitive than those crotchety, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those crotchety professors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was something I was so, I was hugely looking for, especially after that experience was I was like, I just want someone who like gets it. I cannot control when my child like decides that they're going to get neurovirus. Like I just can't control it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <what>? yeah. <laughs> and I need to be there when it happens. And she's always like, you know, so finding someone I think in job searches that gets it, that when they ask, are you a parent, they're asking more of like out of curiosity, not out of how much of an inconvenience is this going to be is huge because a lot of the times it's met with that of like, oh, do you have kids? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, uh -huh. like, great. <laughs> but so that can be like kind of hard to find. You become really good at a lot of other things when you become a parent. I'm like, yeah, mm. <laughs> it's so true. I, I like think that it like enhances, enhances yeah. you as an NP. Um, yeah. Personally, that's my perspective. I think it's kind of a superpower as opposed to, a liability, yeah. but I guess it kind of depends on on your yeah. perspective. Yeah. So I want to ask a little bit more about something that you said, like how you said that you, after your daughter was born, you realized you <laughs> wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I chuckled at that because uh, I had a really similar experience. Like I mm -hmm. became an NP way before I had kids, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I had already been an NP for four years before my twins were born. But my twins were premature. We were in the NICU for a month. And then I had a total of four months off. And then I went back to working full time with mm -hmm. these two little babies yeah. that had like some medical, some slight medical yeah. needs. And man, I always thought that I was going to be a career woman mm -hmm. through and through. Same. Like yep. till the day I mm -hmm. die, I will do all the things, work uh -huh. all the hours and also be super mom. Uh -huh. Um but as soon as those babies came along, yeah. I was like, 
eh, work. I could take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it's really validating to hear someone else feel uh, similarly. Yeah. So I'd love if you could like talk a little bit more about those feelings and how they may or may not have evolved over time and how you deal with that struggle. Yeah. So it's definitely been like ongoing. And I, I've like, I know I've talked to you and like Liz Rohr and like about it. And because I'm just like, I don't know, like what I just don't know. I was definitely a lot like you. Like I never in a million years, like I was kind of like, I know I want kids because I like like kids, but like my husband is like way more, his uterus was ready like way before mine. <laughs> like he was just like, let's go. He's like, I'll be the stay at home dad while like you go to work. And I was like, that's perfect. And then like when she was born, I was just like, no, I never need to go back to work. Actually, like <laughs> this is, I, I just don't like, and I'm grateful, you know, after a little while, I was like, I do need to do something else. Like I need, like, I'm glad I have something else to like pour attention into, but it just totally changed how I defined like what success was in terms of my career. I was like, mm. actually, I don't need to make like all the money. I'm like, I don't really ever want to be there more than like three days a week. And I think it just reframed a lot of like what I saw as being like successful, but it was also a huge battle within myself because I felt like I was failing, like me wanting to do that all of a sudden. I was like, oh my gosh, like I've done all these things to get to where I am now. Everyone else seems to want to work full time. So like, what's wrong with me that I'm like, I'm sobbing every time I go into work on my drive into yeah. work because I don't want to leave this baby. Like, I just felt like I was so, I don't know, like I just felt so conflicted and weird about that. And I didn't want to quit because then I felt like I was giving up on, you know, like, well, who's going to quit like a good job that, you know, like I've worked really hard to get into. And it was just hard. And I think even till today, like I still have a lot of struggle with it. And I've looked at, you know, because I know I could do more in terms of there's a lot I want to do with like my YouTube platform, like all of that, like a lot of stuff that I want to do. But I have to balance that out with if I want to do more, I have to put them in more childcare because I cannot do it unless they're in daycare a little bit more. So they're just in it in three afternoons a week right now. And so I have all these big ideas. I'm like, I want to do all of these things, but it's going to take more time. And I go so between like, oh, like I just want to be doing like X, Y and Z, but I don't want to give up that time with them. And so like that's something I've been trying to balance and like fighting with is like what makes me successful, you know, like I want to be successful, see myself as being successful and doing all the things. But I feel like right now that just involves kind of laying low you know, reading the same book 12 million times and like <laughs> eating chalk and just doing all of that. So I think more recently, I'm getting more okay with, you know, putting off for a long time, I really beat myself up about it, especially I'm really good at comparing myself to other people. So I'm like, Oh, look at so and so is like doing like, um, like, we'll pick on Liz, because you know, she's like, <laughs> but like, really, both of you, you know what I mean? Like, you're just doing the dang thing with like all your business stuff. And I'm just like, not I just don't like with working stuff. I'm just like, I just don't have the time to dedicate to it. So I feel kind of like a loser. But at the same time, like, I just don't have the time to do it, like without quitting my job. And I feel like right. I can't quit my job. I was like, if I just did that, then that would be fine. But like, like, I don't know. So I'm just so I'm in the middle of it. So I don't have a good answer there other than I am terribly torn. I don't have a answer to it. But and that's, and that's okay. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think there is <laughs> yeah. an answer to yeah. it. Like, definitely not looking, yeah. you know, for the solution. But I think that, you know, I've been there too, like mm -hmm. driving, driving to a shift and crying or, mm -hmm. or like the day before a string of night shifts. Cause I used to work oh, straight nights yeah. and just 
picking fights with my husband Mm -hmm. and just being in this dark place because it loomed over like this period of time where my sleep would be disrupted and my life would be and someone else would be getting to play with my kids while I yeah. have to go. Yeah. People who didn't really care who I was or what yeah. I did for them. And, yeah. And um, yeah, I think that maybe there are more of us who are crying on the way to yeah. work yeah. Um, than, than we know. And it's yeah. like not, I don't know, it maybe seems taboo and our society really rewards productive people, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. our society really ties your self-worth to your productivity, even as mm-hmm. a mom, like mm-hmm. how, oh, how yeah, toilets did you clean today? Oh. <laughs> if you're a stay at home, you know, like yeah. how many, how many oh, baskets yeah. from Costco did you fill? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on the flip side, like in our jobs, how many patients did you see? Mm-hmm. How many hours did you work? How much money yeah. do you make? And like all yeah. these things that are supposed to define mm-hmm. how we feel about ourselves, like at the end of the day, like those things don't really matter. Yeah. We ha- we have to be good with ourselves outside of all of that, and yeah. and feel good about the roles that we're in. And I feel like not enough people crack that issue yeah. open and really oh, for explore sure. what that means. And you know, like, yeah. is there shame in saying like I'm going to quit my job to stay at home with my kids, mm-hmm. or is there like, shame in saying I can't do it all, so something's going to yeah. fall off? You know, yeah. Like, Liz and I yeah. both stepped back from our clinical jobs. This yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, know, and that's like my really the only reason <laughs> yeah. why we yeah. are, you know, doing more in our business mm-hmm. than we were a year ago, you know? Yeah. So it's like something's something got to give. Yeah. And I remind myself of that all the time. I'm like, you, you cannot like do it all. Yeah. But it's just I think you're my brain, you know, like I think you said it's not if you're not being productive. And I think that's been hard, too, in terms of like when I am home with the girls, because I don't get anything done. And then that's a whole different loop of like you said, like, it's not the most productive. I'm not a productive mom when I'm at home. Like, I'm like, I just want to like be with you. And nothing else is really getting done. But yeah, which I think is how it's supposed to be like, exactly. Yeah. Yes. There's some general upkeep of like, yeah, tidying yourself and bathing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Keeping your kids clean. That's a thing. But like, the fact that we measure a successful mm-hmm. mom day in yeah. how clean the house is at the end of the day and how good dinner tastes and like yeah. all these other things, those aren't really what matters. Like, and, and when we focus too much on those things then we really struggle on being present in the yeah. moment with our kids, which is yeah. something that I really struggle with because my brain yeah. is always in a million places because mm-hmm. I don't give myself permission to like sit in yeah. the moment yeah. enough. Well, and it's hard when your job is like digital. Like I do that all the time with like all the internet stuff because there's always something, always a Mm -hmm. comment you could be responding to or always something that like an email that is, you know, and it's just like there's a million. You and I were, I hope I can say this. You made a post in this new group, which by the time this airs will be open for enrollment, the NP Society. Oh, yeah. um, I love that thing. That I have founded and you are a part of. um, Mm -hmm. And we kind of had this thread going about parents who uh, stay up late at night. (laughs) And you said, hey, is anyone else like staying up way too late after our kids Mm -hmm. bedtime? Because we're just trying to catch up on all the things. And in order to turn our minds off, we're like Mm -hmm. numbing with social media Mm -hmm. scrolling. And yeah, I mean, that struggle, that struggle is real. It's it's a mess. And then, yeah, it's just there's so much you want to do. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's rough, but yeah, dang, they're cute. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) And this is the thing, like, gosh, I miss my, like right now, 
I'm talking uh-huh. to you. My kids are sleeping upstairs. Uh-huh. And man, do I miss them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if but they like, were to wake up, I'd be like, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to need you to go back to bed. Like, I don't miss you that much. <laughs> or like two hours ago, I'm checking my watch like, yeah. is it bedtime like, okay. yet? Okay, 730 is almost here. <laughs> you can do it. Like, <laughs> Parenthood. It's a weird place, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Join well, at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. My three-year-old gave, had the biggest meltdown, too, today about I wouldn't let her eat her dinner with a knife. I was like, no, like, <laughs> like I can't let you do that. Like, <laughs> like oh, oh, man. My gosh. Oh. So I want to be respectful of your time, of course, but I would love to wrap up with mm-hmm. maybe some words of wisdom for mm-hmm. those who are also, you know, in any phase of this yeah. journey. Um, and then... Uh, let us know something that you're excited about that's coming up in the next few months for you. Yeah. So I think my biggest advice would be, you know, there's no, in terms of kids, there's no perfect time. Like I kind of said, like, as I went through all the phases, I was like, oh, like, I guess having a baby right at the end of NP school would be really hard. And then as I got a job, I was like, ooh, finding out, um, like, it was kind of, I had, I had been there for like a year, I think, when I found out I was pregnant with Piper, my second daughter. And that was kind of hard in its own way because you're like, I'm still kind of new. And then I'm asking to like leave for a while. But like, ugh, like, so that's like hard. And, you know, it's just like there's never a perfect time. So looking back, you know, like just whenever you want to have a baby, like have the baby. Just if it's right, the right time to like grow your family, like don't. I feel like I put so much stress on it that when like looking back, just like make it an enjoyable, fun process. Like it's you'll figure it out. It's hard at every point, but it'll be OK. And to ask for kind of like you had said, something's going to have to give like becoming a parent, any kind of big change, getting married, becoming a parent, moving, buying a house like that all adds a huge chunk of like responsibility. And you have to give it yourself like the okay to like let something fall away, um, which is hard. I feel like for a lot of nurses, especially like we want to just be like, yeah, I don't need help. Like, this is fine. Um, you know, like everything's fresh under the rug. Exactly. And it's just not like, especially becoming a parent, like that is so life changing that, and it just resets so many of your different priorities that, you know, let it go. Like my house was a disaster until my mom came out when, after Avery was born and I was in school and she would just, thank goodness for her, she would come out and she would like cook me a bunch of food because we were living off of peanut butter and jelly because I don't like cooking. And that was not something I was interested in like devoting time to. I was like, it's fine. And my house was disgusting. Like I just didn't have time to clean. So I just, and we couldn't, I was working, I was in school obviously. And like my, I was like, daycare is like a mortgage. So I was like, I can't afford to have someone else come in and clean it. So my mom came out every month and just like cleaned it. I don't know, like accepting my friend's help on like everything they're like hey i'll come by and i'm like yes yes like whereas before i would have been like oh no it's totally fine this time i was like oh uh-huh I'm like come on over like do the thing so i think just letting go of knowing that it's temporary you know whatever you're in it's temporary and just let go of the things really reevaluate like do you need this to be like this because you're going to drive yourself crazy if you try to keep you know squish your exact same life into now the time that you have because it's just not it's just won't work And being okay with that and like gentle with yourself to be like, this is fine. Like, you know, it really is like really embody the fact that it is like really fine because I beat myself up forever about the fact that I wasn't keeping my house clean and I wasn't making my baby's own organic baby food that I grew from my garden outside. But like, you know, like all of that she went to daycare, like it's okay. And just give yourself the space to like 
kind of be fine with that would probably be my my biggest thing is you got to let something go. Yeah. Just, I love yeah, that. you got to let it go. And then things I'm looking forward to, uh, we are moving in a month. So I'm sure we'll probably be moved by the time this comes out, just closer to family. So that'll be like... Oh, I know. I know that you know, but it's that's just a great, like, that's a great decision. Yeah. We're doing that. Yeah, yeah. I do not know what naive. <laughs> I mean, I look back at our, ourselves two, three years ago when we decided to move here and I was like, you, you naive little whippersnappers. Like, who <laughs> were like, oh yeah, like, it's totally fine to live far away from family with babies. Like, this is just going to be great. <laughs> great. <laughs> like, yeah, don't recommend. I don't, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. And we're like, oh. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. So I am very excited to have assistance because I need and learning to say, you know, I need help. And uh, this is a big I need help. So, yeah, no, I think that's that's a great point. Like, it's not just moving closer to family, but, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to say, like, this isn't working. So -hmm. rather than complain about it, I'm going to do what I can Mm -hmm. do about it. You know, taking action whenever you can towards something that makes your life better. So, yeah. That's for sure. That takes a lot of maturity, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing it kind of didn't work. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially admitting, when, yeah. Right. Especially like, if you're a stubborn person and you're uh-huh. like, no, I'm going to yeah. make this work. And like, your whole family was like, you shouldn't do that. Like, right. you're not going to be fine. And I was like, I am going to be fine. Now, <laughs> now I'm like, I'm not fine. <laughs> you can you always right. change your mind. <laughs> you were right. White flag. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. And yeah, I'm you too. looking forward to keeping up with uh, yeah. those updates. That's always, yeah. those are good, fun changes. You know, find somewhere to live. So minor sure detail. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> These are like minor, minor, minor. minor. <laughs> no, everyone's like, where, where are you moving? I'm like, well, we, we don't really have an income at the moment. So it's like a very minor detail that no one's super excited about. <laughs> it'll all be fine don't overthink it oh it will yeah it'll we'll roll with it everything else has been fine (laughs) well thank you so much for spending this time it's always fun to chat with you and and even more fun to do it formally and recording with other people listening i know hopefully it wasn't just me rambling the whole time as i'm looking back i'm like did i say anything that was like (laughs) no it was great we'll do it again sometime yay it sounds good Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.